Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. We've got a little bit of a different structure this week. Asad and I are both attending weddings. That's right, you heard it. Weekend party mode. And since we won't be able to join each other to record together, I put Asad on assignment. I have sent him some questions and things to think about and respond here for us in this episode. So before we get to that, I do want to set the stage here. The Jaguars dropped their first game of the season, 28-22, to the Washington football Whoa, wait a second. To the Commanders, Washington Commanders. In a game that, uh, what's what's the what are the running themes here? People saying that oh we got you know moral victory. We saw some encouraging signs. Others saying to hell with your moral victory. I want total immorality here until we get a win. And the player that is embodying that cynicism versus optimism debate the most is Trevor Lawrence. Is Trevor a bust? What a f- question is trevor a bust jesus man you're a bust or is trevor at the start of his second season in the nfl making some mistakes that we might expect and that we also could equally expect him to improve on this year anyway it's something that has been debated but i what i would like to do is i asked i said to start off by taking a look at the box score from this past sunday's game And if you look at the stats, Trevor completing 24 passes out of 42 attempts for 275 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Eh, okay, okay, good, okay. James Robinson coming off a brutal injury to run for 66 yards on 11 attempts, rushing for a touchdown and catching a touchdown. Now now we're talking, right? Travis Etienne with some impressive speed four rushing attempts for 47 yards i mean that that looks like the ideal setup there for our running backs our receivers i mean the fucking, the stat line is is perfect uh, christian kirk six receptions 117 yards zay jones six receptions 65 yards marvin jones four receptions 38 yards evan ingram even getting four catches in there for 28 yards I mean, if you if you like projected those across a seventeen game season, <laughs> what is that like? Our 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 number one receiver is over a hundred catches for eighteen hundred plus yards. Our number two receiver also breaks a hundred catches, 
Oh my God. So it's like perfect. It's like, uh, you know, it's like what we dreamed of. And then on defense, rookie linebacker Devin Lloyd with eight tackles out there leading the team. You know, he, he did not play a perfect game, but I mean, come on. Uh, we've got Aluakun, six tackles. Cisco had five tackles. I mean, you know, these are people that we wanted to see out there. And first pick of the 2022 NFL draft, Trevon Walker having a sack and interception and three tackles. I mean, this the, like the box score is like dreamed up. Our, our kicker, who's the, what the f is his name? Patterson made three field goals. Missed one. Okay, we won't talk about that. These stats are, are dreamed up, and we we still lost the game anyway. So I'm curious to see Ased's reaction to this game. Man, Sunday was insane, insane. I thought the Jaguars played great. I'm actually pretty happy about how they played. Yes, I believe they should have won the game. You know, they it was a valiant effort though. They they came back. They came back strong in the second half. They left a lot of points on the board, which kind of sucks. And then Carson Wentz, you know, kind of got his revenge game against the Jags from being bounced last year in the playoffs and his revenge game against Doug Peterson. You know, he had four touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions. And at times he looked a little shaky. He threw the ball 41 times, you know, 27 for 41. Not bad. Man, Antonio Gibson really killed the Jaguars. You know, not as much in the running game, but he was catching the ball over the top as well. Not good. Some some big plays the Jaguars defense allowed, but they started playing a little bit better as the game progressed. You know, it's it's going to take time. It's going to take time. So next I asked, I said about Trevon Walker, who, again, had three tackles, a sack, and an interception in his first NFL regular season game. So Trayvon Walker, I know everyone wants to talk about that. He had three tackles, a sack, and an interception. I said last week to Bentley, I don't know if I'm a believer yet. Am I a believer now? Sure, a little bit. But I don't believe one game is going to make me say this guy's like a Hall of Famer. This guy's going to be a star for many years. I mean, I hope so. The interception was great. The sack was great. I believe he played pretty well. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy who's going to get you you know, nine, 10 sacks in a season even. But I was impressed with his game and I was impressed with a lot of the young guys for the Jaguars, like Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell's interception, they said he lacks ball skills coming out of college and that was a pretty good interception there. He did get beat a couple times, doesn't get his head turned around. But Tyson Campbell played all right too. I thought Shaq Griffin played okay. He got burnt a few times too. Darius Williams... I was not impressed with who I really had high hopes for on the defense. Our guy, Josh Allen, who I predicted a breakout season from, you know, he played a, a pretty decent game from what I saw and his uh, tackle for loss was really good too. But man, it's the story of the Jags all the time. They just can't get off the field on third downs, which is nuts. It's nuts, man. You know, I had my whole rant about personalities making the player, especially at these high profile, high pick positions. And honestly, I see Trevon Walker really talking loudly with his game uh, and also opening up as a person. I mean, he's getting a lot of attention now, a lot of interviews, a lot of time in the press conferences. And I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Guy, guy basically teared up after the game. He says that he made some big plays, but it looks like he has to make more if, if that's what it takes to win. And he did not say that sarcastically. He's like dead ass, you know. Yeah, you know, my interception was nice, but I'm I'm going to have to bring more of that if we... man, I I'm digging it. 
transitioning over to the offense, uh, the offense was actually, you know, kind of, kind of fun to watch. I think Bentley hit it spot on when he said that it's going to be like a wide receiver by committee going on here because that's really what it felt like. You know, we saw Christian Kirk out there early. I believe he had the first catch of the game. I mean, this guy had six catches for 117. That's that's not too shabby. He got targeted 12 times. So that's what a number one, you know, in quotes, a number one should be doing out there. So I, I hope to see him being this productive every game or at least, you know, take the top off the defense and help your other guys out. Zay Jones, who I'm high on, he had six catches for 65. Marvin Jones, you know, a quiet day, but there was a few that he got missed on, especially the deep ball, which which really, Trevor's got to make these throws. Even Evan Ingram got involved in the game a little bit, and, of course, Travis Etienne looked like he was getting a lot of plays designed to him. Now, Bentley said last week, Travis Etienne, he looks kind of small. And watching the game, I would say he looked pretty small. I mean, this guy was getting tossed around. When you get hit, you fly back five yards. It even got in his head a little bit. He would start looking for a defender before he even caught the ball. You know, you start you start to hear those footsteps, and it makes it a little tougher to do your job. But that is his first game. I know Trevor feels comfortable with him. I would say he still has to catch that ball where it's a walk-in. I know it's a little inaccurate by Trevor Lawrence, but you got to make that play, and you got to walk that into the end zone. There's just a few plays with Etienne got a little nervous about and it brings me to the whole James Robinson thing I mean James Robinson was running hard I feel like I didn't even see a bad run by him there might have been one or two but this guy was he he, he was doing he was doing the thing man I believe he had two touchdowns too right yeah James Robinson did really happy to see James Robinson I mean this guy tore his Achilles right that was not that long ago and here he is you know he's being productive and I think Doug Peterson is going to use him a lot more going forward I don't think there will be a game this season if they are both healthy where James Robinson will get less rushing attempts than Travis Etienne it just wouldn't make sense and Etienne can be used in you know a lot of different ways but I would like to see James Robinson definitely carry the load a little bit more all right and we got all this Trevor Lawrence is a bus talk to Trevor Lawrence, Trevor, 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 you know, you go on Twitter and everyone's talking about Trevor Lawrence. He's a bust. He's a bust. You know, people don't give guys enough time. I know he's a prodigy. You know, he's one of the best high school quarterbacks ever. He's one of the better college quarterbacks ever. One of the best college freshman seasons ever at Clemson. But you gotta, you gotta give this guy a break. I thought he did miss some balls and some of those balls would have won us the game. You know, a couple deep shots too. He had some open guys. He doesn't look completely comfortable in the pocket yet. But it wasn't all on him. You know, it goes back to your receivers, too. I saw some drop balls or some, you know, catchable balls. You know what they say. If it hits your hands, you got you got to make the play. And you got to give your quarterback a chance sometimes. Meaning if he is throwing that ball up for you, you, you got to sometimes go make a play for him. Trevor Lawrence has to be a lot better, and I think he will get better. He already looks better than last year. He looks a little more comfortable, a lot more confident. You know, we need him to definitely get through his reads because you know he's got weapons all over the field. He has a lot of speed all over the field. So you can't just eye down one receiver. I look back to those couple plays where Trevor, he missed the big shot or he missed the one that we need on third down. One thing I noticed is Trevor is like, he really just does not want to 
run it, you know. He's I guess he's not that guy. And I feel like Trevor Lawrence is pretty fast. He's a pretty strong guy. I know he ran one. He looked a little slow, but I know he has some speed. And I just want to see him, you know, if you go through your first read, your second read, and it's not there, and you have some time to escape the pocket, get out of there. Because one, you might find somebody on the run while you're scrambling, or you might just pick up a few yards. And it's a lot better than taking a sack or a throwaway. So I would like to see him do that doing it very safely not like Josh Allen because Josh Allen you know he puts his body on the line and that's a little dangerous we we can't we can't lose Trevor Lawrence especially not you know in the second year when we want to see him get a lot better so Trevor I think is fine I think everyone needs to pump the brakes on the Trevor Lawrence is a bust I think he still has time I mean we saw how Mac Jones played here on um, Sunday and he was voted a NFL top 100 player and let's be honest he did not look like one so I think Trevor's fine. I think the O-line struggled a lot, though. They struggled, but they struggled against, I would say, the best front four in football, even though they're missing Chase Young with Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, and Jonathan Allen. These guys are all studs. They're all stars. And then we also have, I said, doing a full team breakdown here. So I'll just turn it over to him for, for a while here. And by the way, I'm, I am loving these validations of things that Bentley said. Thank, thank you, I said. Thank you for seeing me. I feel heard. I feel seen. The Jaguars still left a lot of points on the board. We miss a field goal. We go for it on fourth and goal, which I would really like for the Jaguars to take the points there so early in the game. I'd rather be down 14-6 than 14-3. And even if you go for it, you know, you could say it goes to 14-10. And analytics tell you if they don't get it, the opposing team has a long way to go down the field. But I'd rather just take the points there. Late in the game, it just felt like, you know, the Jaguars, Jaguar, you know, how are they not going to win this game? They're up eight points, I believe. Washington scores, then they get the stop, they get the ball back, and, you know, uh, they score again. A touchdown, in fact. And the deep shots really killed the Jaguars, I would say. You know, we saw Terry McLaurin get one. Jahan Dotson, who's a rookie, had two touchdowns. Early in the game, Curtis Samuel was killing the Jaguars. I mean, this was just a winnable game, and it just really hurt to see the Jaguars go down like this. But we saw the effort. We saw the points on the board. We saw the defense getting a little better throughout the game, which was nice. You know, these guys started putting together stops. And then it's the takeaways. Uh, Bentley also mentioned, he said, oh, this feels like the 2017 defense a little bit. Well, in one way, for me, it does, and that's the turnovers because the Jaguars forced three turnovers in this first game. It's pretty rare that you're going to force three turnovers and lose the football game, and especially if you're winning the turnover differential, a lot of the times you end up winning that football game. The Jags didn't, but they did climb back in the game, and I was very happy to see that. I feel like the play calling was so much better than last year, the last few years, you just didn't want to throw up when you're, you know, watching these routes. These guys are getting glued, you know. There's open guys running in space. The run game was working. Everyone was getting involved. And it was just Trevor Lawrence. It was a little inaccurate on some of these plays. And that's going to happen. And that pass rush really hurried up what he wanted to do. So I don't think he fully got comfortable against Washington. And it was the first game of the season. Not a bad performance, I would say, by these Jaguars. Overall, it's just like the little things, you know, the little things that help you win games, which is putting the ball in the end zone when you, when you have to, making that field goal, picking up that third down, 
third and short and stopping those third and longs. Like you, you got to get off the football field sometimes. The safeties, I think that was a little bit of a concern. I did not think the safeties played very well. I don't, I don't know where they were on the field. To be honest with you, I thought the corners were relying on the safeties a lot. And the corners just didn't play their best game. I thought Tyson Campbell, you know, he could have marked down a pretty good game, but then you give up that one to Jahan Dotson. And it was pretty good coverage, but he's got to get his head around. He's got to start making plays at the ball. But not terrible from the secondary. The defense, in general, I thought they picked it up. So uh, at least we, we had that because in the beginning, it, it didn't look very good. And of course, now we turn our attention to the Indianapolis Colts, our game against them on Sunday. We've beat them at home in Jacksonville some insane amount of times in a row. It was like the streaks at like six or seven. I want to give a shout out to Asad who who got uh, Leonard's name right. I was sitting here thinking it was still Darius Leonard. However, Leonard has requested that he goes by Shaquille, which is his middle name, but uh, the name that he went by growing up. So Shaquille Leonard, Shaquille Leonard rolled out for Sunday. Eh, anyway, we got the name right, even though he won't be playing. So I said one last time on assignment here, we'll share his insights regarding the Jaguars matchup versus the Colts. I, I, for some reason, I thought we just played the Colts because I'm talking about Carson Wentz, Bentley. So the Colts game... On Sunday, I mean, we saw how the Colts played, guys. The Texans had had them on the ropes. It was 20-3. to 3. I was watching that game as well as I was watching with the Texans and the Colts fan. I was watching the Jaguars game. They were watching their game. So I kept peeking in at that. I thought the Colts looked, you know, pretty bad. They're a different team on defense, I'll tell you, without uh, Darius Shaquille Leonard on the field. But they really climbed back, and I think a lot of it was because of Houston's mistakes. But Houston really outplayed them for, you know, about 45, 50 minutes, that, 50 minutes of that game, essentially. And they let the Colts back in it. We know Jonathan Taylor's going to be tough. We're going to have to stop him. I think we did a good job against the Washington running backs, although they did not run the ball that much. Then we know we got Matt Ryan, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback. We're going to have to play against him. And okay receivers. I think Washington has better receivers. Colts are a beatable team. I mean, they're playing back-to-back road games, right? It's the Jaguars' home opener. It's back-to-back divisional opponents. I mean, that was a pretty exhausting game that they played. They went to overtime, and they ended up tying. I like the Jags in this game, you know. Of course, they're at a plus four here on the on the betting market, and I think they're going to start receiving a little bit of the money here. Right now, the public bet is pretty even on one of the books that I'm looking at. It was four and a half, open four and a half. Now it's down to four. The money line actually is only 55 to 45%. Most of the money coming on the Colts, but you would think a lot more money would come in on the Colts. So I think the public is starting to think a little bit of the Jaguars, and that should mean something for sure. And I think the Jaguars really have a chance here. Establish the run game. Do not go down early. I will say it's so important. Just don't fall behind because you don't ever want to play from behind. Of course, the Jaguars did take a lead on Sunday and had the other team playing from behind and that's when you got to step up and get stops either way i speak for bentley and myself when i say i'm so glad jaguars football is back i was sitting there you know it didn't really hit me until about 15 minutes until game time and i was like damn this is back and i'm f-ing drunk already yeah i was very nervous you know i was already drinking whiskey at about 10 50 11 
and just enjoying NFL Sunday. There's really no better feeling than that, and there's no better feeling than watching our Jaguars. We love them so much. I was I didn't sit the whole game. I stood up the whole game, watched it. Was very passionate. It's very entertaining game, I would say, which we don't get to say a lot as Jaguars fans. So we hung in there and we competed. Very proud of the Jaguars. But now you got a divisional test in a division that has all winless teams. You know, we got two ties. The Titans lose. So this division, although it is early, you gotta you gotta win these games early on too to establish yourself, to give yourself a chance later on in the season. And I think that's what the Jaguars have to do. If they can go one and zero in the division and then one and one just overall right here, I think that's a pretty damn good start. Of course, I did say the Colts are gonna beat the Jags both in our preseason predictions. I would like I would like to say I changed my mind. I do think the Colts still are the better team, but I do think the Jaguars have a chance because it looked like we were trending up based on what I saw. And the Colts did not play their best, which means they could play a lot better next week. But we do not know. We do not know. Anyways, super looking forward to Sunday. It's going to be a great time. Uh, hopefully, our Jaguars pull out the W, and we, we we keep we keep going, man. This young team is looking really good, and uh, I'm I was very proud of them, and I was really happy watching them. Go Jags, go Jags, baby. Let's beat the Colts. Oof, beautifully put. Thank you, Ased. Thank you, dear listeners, for joining us for this episode of the Drunken Jaguar, Ased Ahsan, on assignment. The Drunken Jaguar is an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Junkin Dragwar. We look forward to catching up in the coming days and hoping for a Jaguars W. Let's go. F- the Colts. 